Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT Literally and show me what you do in The Do Zone. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all my social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur who's looking to hit seven this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to IamFactor1.com now and i'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes once again that's i am factor1.com today's guest is greg dickerson greg is a serial entrepreneur real estate developer coach and mentor he has bought developed and sold over 250 million dollars in real estate built and renovated hundreds of custom homes and commercial buildings, developed residential and mixed-use subdivisions, and started 12 different companies from the ground up. Greg currently coaches and mentors some of the top entrepreneurs, real estate investors, and real estate developers around the world, helping them start, grow, and scale their business, raise more capital, and do bigger deals. Greg's current clients have over $2 billion in assets under management and deals in process. Greg, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, having zero backlog. I have zero backlog in my life, in my businesses, and I never have. And that introductory bio, that was all seven years. So I started from scratch, from zero. In seven years, I built a little company from zero to 30 million. I sold it. I did $250 million worth of deals using my own money. My own financing through that period, started 12 companies, served on the boards of everything you could imagine in the community, was a leader at church, coached all my kids sports, was home for dinner every night, had weekends off, took four weeks a year on vacations because I'm an extremely efficient uh, efficiency guru. I'm obsessed with efficiency and I have zero backlog in my life and I always have. Wow. that's You've done more in seven years than most people have done in like six lifetimes. That was just the first seven of my entrepreneurial journey. So there's been way more beyond that. There's been hundreds of millions to billions beyond that. That was the first seven years. And uh, yeah, it's all about efficiency. It's all about, you know, being deliberate about what you do, not having any backlog, taking every taking care of everything right now. I know you want to be specific in terms of what does that mean? No backlog. That means I, you know, I answer the phone. I respond to emails, texts immediately. I don't have a, you know, going list of what needs to be put off. I take care of everything right now. So at the end of the day, I've got nothing left on my agenda. Everything is taken care of. And yeah, obviously there's some things that you have to move that you can't address right now. But when something comes in, I either respond, delete it, or file it. And you know, it used to be paper, used to be faxes. Now it's emails and texts and things like that. And I'm very efficient with my communication. Phone and text is for communication. Email is for transfer of information. So I operate that way. I let everybody know in my business, you know, uh, the same, you know, to operate the same way from a, you know, communication and information, you know, standpoint. The other thing is I'm a leader, delegator, motivator. So I delegate everything out. So any little thing that, you know, isn't worth my time doing is delegated out. So, you know, those are the lessons that I learned very early on uh, in terms of being efficient, you know, was to, you know, find other resources, other people, other assets to take care of all the little things. So you can focus on the big things and then you get, you know, you get zero backlog and I'm a good multitasker. You know, I can, I can keep a lot of things going and organized, uh, you know, in my head. And then obviously I keep myself organized on my devices, my email, my files, my folders, you know, going all the way back to when it was a day planner to using, you know, Microsoft uh, products. That's what I use now to keep track of my calendar, my schedules and tasks and things like that. So it's just 
being organized, being efficient and delegating all the little stuff. It, and I, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this because I, I've asked that question probably 150 times now. And uh, I usually get some kind of variations of, you know, different different things. There are themes, right? There, there, there are a lot of themes, but I don't know that anybody has said zero backlog to this point. And so that really stands out to me. And I'm glad that you clarified. And so what advice would you give to somebody who uh, would love to act like basically at the moment it's coming in, I got to process it and get it out. What would you say to somebody who feels like, well, maybe I don't have the time to process that right then and there, and I don't have the systems in place. How, how do you overcome that? So you make the time to get yourself organized and put the systems in place. So, you know, you got to figure out, you know, what those things are that are bogging you down. The other thing about having zero backlog, backlog creates anxiety because mm -hmm. you're constantly worried about these things that you haven't taken care of and these things that you have to do. And especially for young people, like when you're in school and in college, you know, if you, when you get, so I'll, I'll give you a classic example. When a homework assignment is assigned, knock it out as soon as you can. Don't go do something else and then wait till later to take care of it. Everybody has the same amount of time in every day. I have the same, you know, 10 to 12 hour work days that I work that everybody else has. So I just take care of things instead of saying, well, I'll just take care of that later. So that's number one. Number two, there's a system for everything, especially now with technology. Um, you know, whatever it is that's bogging you down, you know, make sure that you've looked for all the solutions, all the answers to organize yourself and start with your emails. I have, you know, my emails really organized with folders and subfolders with all my projects, contact companies, all the different things I do. I mean, right now I've got, you know, clients all around the country, around the world. I know what all of them are doing. I've got, you know, several companies I'm involved in, dozens of projects I'm involved in. I know where they all are at all times, you know, with my email and they get filed into there. So I'm not having to search through my inbox, you know, looking at stuff. My inbox stays clean. Um, you know, my uh, outbox stays clean. So that's really the th really the thing is just don't wait, don't put it off. Whatever comes in, respond to it, either answer it, you know, file it or delete it. Uh, and then don't, don't, you know, make a list of things and try to prioritize and do all that and set aside all that one day a week where I'm going to answer all my emails. I mean, those, those are the most disorganized people you'll ever meet that can't respond. So, you know, it just takes a few minutes to kind of knock things out as you go. Yeah, well said. So let's transition a little bit into your real estate uh, experience. Uh, so uh, I've been working in multifamily real estate for about five years, and uh, I, I run into a lot of new investors. And, and it sounds like you've been working with uh, investors at different different levels of this process for for many many years. And so for for those of this audience who are looking to get into real estate or they just started as a real estate investor, what are some kind of common hurdles that you've had to help investors overcome in order to really blow things up and, and get to the next level? Yeah. The you know, biggest thing is education. So first, you got to educate yourself. And it takes three things to be successful in scale, uh, you know, in real estate, multifamily syndication. One, you've got to have either expertise, money or deals. So you, you need to have at least one of those things. And the biggest thing that holds most people back is the money. And most people don't know how to raise capital. They don't understand uh, what it means to raise capital, and they're afraid to go, go ask people for money. Uh, they feel like you know they're bothering people, or that that's inappropriate. What they don't realize, and what they need to understand, is you're providing a service. Go ahead. Yeah, no, and and you made a, you made a great point here. That the thing that holds people back is money, but there's an asterisk to that because the money is not holding them back. The uncertainty, or the fear, or the inability to go and ask for that money because the money's sitting there waiting for you as long as you have all of the other boxes checked. And that's that's one of the things that has always stood out to me is the money's there. 
sometimes you just have to, you have to ask for it and you have to kind of know how to ask for it. Yeah. And not even ask for it, present the opportunity for somebody else because there's money out there. Like you said, people have, you have money in the bank. I have money in the bank. People watching this. What are you doing right now with the interest rates where they are? You're trying to find the highest yield on that money that's sitting in the bank until you're ready to use it. So are other investors that have 100,000, 500,000, a million, 10 million, uh, you know, but you need to have the expertise, either you or your partners. You don't have to be a multifamily expert if you're good at raising capital, networking, and you know people with money, but you better find somebody to either hire or partner with that does have the expertise uh, and preferably the track record. You can start from scratch if you, you know what you're doing, but a lot easier when you have somebody with a track record. Um, but yeah, the key is to remember, it's an opportunity that you're offering people, you're doing them a service because they need yield. They need a return on their money because, you know, the markets are kind of wonky right now. Uh, you know, they may not have the time to go out and do the deals. So it's a service that you're providing. So you're not even asking, you're just presenting an opportunity for them to invest. Hey, I have an opportunity. Here's this deal. You can double your money in five years or triple your money in five years, you know, earn a 15% internal rate of return over time. Uh, if this is for you, great. If not, boom, I got the next guy, you know? So that's literally what you're doing. You're presenting an opportunity for people to invest. You don't really do it that way, but you're like, you know, that's that's how you do it. Hey, I have this opportunity for you. Are you in? No, I understand. We'll catch you on the next one. You go to the next guy, you know? And communicating in mass and at scale is the best way to do that with multiple investors. You know, when it comes to the expertise, that's easier to get now uh, than ever before. You're involved in a company that provides education. I provide education. There's tons of information education out there and there's coaches and mentors. So there's no excuse not to be able to get the expertise now. Uh, and then the third component is the deals. That's that's a hard part. So, you know, deals are very difficult right now. I think transactions are down in this market cycle, 80%, uh, you know, across the board right now, just because interest rates went up so fast, cap rates are kind of, you know, uh, values are kind of in transition right now. And, you know, sellers haven't adjusted to the new values you know, buyers just can't transact at the current prices. So it's going to take a little time for that to settle out. But um, those are the three things you need. And that's usually what stops people. And again, it's not because they can't, it's because they just don't know what they don't know. Right. And 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 going one layer deeper on that, uh, money, expertise, and deals, you don't necessarily need all three at the same time. You just need enough people on the team to have those three things covered. And you don't need them yourself. You yeah. can be the one that puts those three things together. So you can actually get yourself involved. You know, people that have money, you know, people that have deals and you know, people who, you know, operate, you can put those things together and insert yourself just by making those connections. So you don't even have to have those, but in order to scale and really, you know, you got to have them to get to the next level, but you can get involved just by bringing those pieces together. Hence the word syndication. A lot of people think syndication is just, you know, pooling capital to do, you know, bigger deals. It's pooling resources expertise, opportunities, and the capital. And so just, just really quick before we wrap up, I'd, I'd love to hear your, your your juiciest real estate story, deal gone really bad or deal gone really good that you weren't expecting, like the diamond in the rough. Like what's the, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Well, so the worst thing I ever did was a restaurant venture and I lost $600,000 in eight months early in my career when $600,000 was meaningful. Uh, the second best thing I did was I immediately, immediately pivoted, said I'm done with restaurants, got back into what I do in real estate, made it all back at three times in like the next 12 months. So, uh, you know, yeah. So that was a lesson well, well learned. Yeah. It's almost like you had to go through that one to figure out the other. It was kind of like, forget that. 
stay focused on what you're good at. And literally I made it back and it was so funny. It was, a uh, um, so the restaurant venture happened. I closed it, got rid of it, closed the restaurant on my birthday, walked away from a $600,000 investment. And I said, okay, I'm just going to do what I do. So I set up my office, started getting back into real estate de development again. This was after 2008 and nine when, you know, the markets were kind of weird. And, um, you know, I set up my office and this guy walks into my office out of the blue that I'd offered to buy his property, I don't know, two or three years before. It didn't work out. He said he was going to do the deal with somebody else. I told him, don't do it. You can't do what he's telling you you can do. So he went down that road with the guy for two years, ended up in a lawsuit with him. Just like I said, they couldn't do what they were trying to do with this property. So he came in my door, found me, you know, I was in a totally different location, hadn't seen him, heard from him or talked to him in two years, says, hey, I'm ready to do the deal now. You were right. This didn't work. So we went, we you know, ended up doing the deal. And like I said, it made back 3X what I lost on that restaurant venture in less than a year. Yeah, a couple of couple of strong lessons that I pull from that. First of all, uh, there's a concept of the sunk cost fallacy that that you address there, where it's like, hey, I lost six hundred thousand dollars in this. A lot of people might stick around trying to get that six hundred thousand dollars back, uh, but you said, no, you know what? I'm betting on myself. I am. I'm just going to go back. And the second lesson is just stick with what you know, and you'll be okay. That's and, one of the top things I tell people, because as entrepreneurs, we have that entrepreneurial curse. We want to go do these little things, you know, and hey, can I do this? Start a business there, do that, which I've done with a bunch of businesses, but very focused. And I had people operating. But yeah, whatever it is that's making you money, do more of that. Double down, triple down, quadruple down on that, and then reinvest in other assets. Well said. And so uh, who is it that you help and how can how can they connect with you? Yeah. So I coach and mentor people all around the country doing, you know, real estate, getting into real estate development, scaling their business, commercial, residential, multifamily. I help people scale in their businesses. So I have a lot of medical and dental professionals I work with, um, you know, helping them build their real estate portfolios and, and you know, exit their practices. I work with pro professional athletes. Um, I've got one guy that played in the Super Bowl uh, for the New York Giants, ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. And uh, he's creating his development company. So we've got his first project about to come out of the ground, the multifamily development, uh, things like that. So yeah, uh, all the information's on my website, gregdickerson.com. You can see the people I work with and the kind of stuff we're doing. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here, Greg. We're going to wrap up from here. Thanks again to Greg Dickerson for coming on and sharing how he gets stuff done and his amazing stories of uh, uh, being bionic in the form of productivity. I thought that was really cool, man. So for those of you who want to connect with Greg and learn more about him, you can go to his website, gregdickerson.com. If you listen to us on your morning commute or you're in your workout or out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're ready to break the seven figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here ain't going to get you there. We can help. Go to imfactor1.com now and let's see how much impact we can make in less than six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work.